Welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage. This is a podcast designed to help you build winning relationships in your marriage and with your kids. My name is Dr. Linda Travelute, and I'm your host for the Winning Family Podcast. And we want to say thank you for joining us. It would mean the world to us if you'd subscribe to our podcast and rate it and review it to let us know if you like the content. Is it helpful and encouraging? We sure hope so. And be sure to share this episode with your friends. At the end of today's podcast, oh my goodness, we've got something for you. You don't want to miss this. So stick around to the end because we're going to share how you can get a free copy of Rodney and Michelle's book called The Family Shift, The Five-Step Plan to Stop Drifting and Start Living with Greater Intention. It's a super helpful book and we want to get a copy to you absolutely free. And so today... I am excited, once again, joined with Rodney and Michelle Gage. And guys, we're going to be talking about how to bring unity into your home. You ready? Absolutely. Hello, everybody. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Linda, for hosting us My pleasure. Glad to be with you. Hostess with the mostest. That's right. All right. Let's go. Yes. Well, we're excited. This is going to be a great episode because of the subject matter. And um, man, this is one that uh, I think we all can probably make a little confession here that is a lot easier said than done. That's right. So how to bring unity into the marriage relationship. Even harmony, right? Ooh, yeah. Yes. Isn't so, that a song, Unity and Harmony? Is that a song? Ebony and no, oh, Harmony to be, or I don't know. To be. That's right. So kind of getting on the same page, just having harmony and unity in your marriage. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's a uh, that's a tough one. I remember, you want to tell a story? You want me to tell a story about that canoe trip we took one time? Oh, I can start it, but I'm sure you'll have something you want to add. Because <laughs> they're in harmony. That's right. <laughs> Several years ago, uh, my mom and dad were in town. And so when you come to Orlando, Florida, that's where we all live here in Orlando, you think of Disney as the place to go. But there's so many beautiful natural uh, habitats here that you can visit. And one of those was the Blue Springs that we wanted to take our parents to. And so we were going on a canoeing um, ride down the springs. So Everyone got in their boats. Everyone was doing great. Perfect synchrony, I guess is what you call it. And then Rodney and I were in the rear, bringing up the rear with our boat, our canoe. And it was quite the experience. We are both somewhat strong-willed. And so we each thought we were doing the right (laughs) thing. And can you imagine what happened? We began to go in circles, just circles, as everyone else went down the spring, down the river, we are spinning in circles because we cannot seem to get it together. Well, please, please elaborate. state the facts here. So, you know, you're supposed to work together as a team. That's right. You know, canoeing is a team sport. You know, if you're uh, got to figure out two. which one is right. Though. So <laughs> you're supposed to be going to the right side while you're doing it on the right side. I'm supposed to be going on the left side, but you're in up front. Harmony. And so you were like barking orders to me <laughs> in the back. And so, but we kept paddling on the same side, which caused us to spin in circles. Yes. So everybody else is already down the river and we're like still trying to 
get our act together. That's right. Let's let's give one fun fact though. That <laughs> I'm the oldest of four girls mm. and Rodney's the youngest of four boys. Mm. So yeah, I was barking the orders. Yeah. Well, all right. So anyway, so <laughs> maybe right. we're preaching to ourselves here on this episode <laughs> related so. to this subject matter. We have because gotten past that. I think we that's, finally got on the same page. Yeah. So I'm sure you and Ted, you know, probably have your own stories. Of, well, we have our own canoes. So oh, oh, so you're the expert. We don't do that thing. No, I want my own boat. Oh, my goodness. That's a great idea. I like that. Well, all I can say is that we spun around in circles yes. for what seemed like forever. We finally got our act together. We finally kind of got into a rhythm, got into some sense of, you know, understanding of who needed to do what and we finally kind of you know started heading in the right direction down the river and finally caught up with the rest of the family so the man on the side of the uh of the river was just dying laughing at us and the yeah. family they were they were gone so it probably would have made like america's <laughs> funniest home video episode or something uh, but anyway right. all that said i think that's probably what many couples can relate to is the fact that you know, they just seem to maybe have their own opinion or perspective when it comes to what needs to be done or right. how things need to be done or who's responsible for what. And and as a result, you can kind of spin around in circles and don't seem to kind of like get any sense of rhythm or any kind of, you know, uh, chemistry, you know, when it comes to the relationship. And sometimes you feel like you're stuck. You're not really going anywhere in the relationship can be very frustrating. Absolutely. And so I think that's where a lot of couples and I think even families, quite frankly, even the whole family unit finds themselves sometimes just feeling stuck. Like they're not really accomplishing anything. They don't feel like they're really moving forward with any kind of sense of purpose or intentionality. And so that can cause frustration. It can cause, you know, even anger just because, you know, sometimes it's easy to blame, mm -hmm. you know, your spouse or blame your parents or blame your kids or blame your boss or, you know, whoever else you can blame. You know, everybody these days is a victim of something. Mm -hmm. But I think the problem is sometimes is that we just fail to really come up with really the why behind the what as to what's causing the conflict or what's causing that lack of harmony uh, in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to, can I want to, I want to read a verse of scripture I just thought would be great for us to kind of tee this up for today. It's in the book of Philippians. And uh, I love this book. It's such a, an unusual book because of the person who wrote it was actually in a prison cell, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And yet all along while they're going through so much trauma and trials and the uncertainty of what their future looked like, you know, the Apostle Paul was writing this letter and he wanted the people to understand the importance of being together and having a sense of oneness. And he said in Philippians 2, verses 1 through 5, he said, Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? These are all questions he's asking mm -hmm. them. Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. He said, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others, but instead be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. He said, don't try to look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude 
that Christ Jesus had. Wow. Can you imagine if every couple, every family just live that one out? That would be a total game changer. If we could all come together with one heart, one mind, one purpose, being unified with really who we're desiring to be as a family, who we're desiring to be as a couple. Yeah, so I just thought that was such there. a powerful so verse in that scripture. Yeah, to remind mm-hmm. us, you know, what God's desire is. Right. You know, for our lives and for our relationships and our families, because unity is huge. And the thing about unity that I heard someone say, I thought was so so profound because it's it's almost like a almost a paradox, uh, or what do you call it? A uh um, kind of like a uh, oxymoron, if you will, but there is unity in diversity. Mm-hmm. And the point of that statement is, is that we all come from different perspectives. We all come from different backgrounds. We all, you know, bring something unique because of our personalities and all the differences that obviously um, create, you know, either harmony or disharmony. Right. But it's, it's having that kind of diversity that if it's if it's constructive and we're doing it in a way that God intended that our differences our diversity can actually bring about harmony in our relationships because we're bringing the best out of each other right but oftentimes we're guilty of bringing the worst out in each other because again we're pointing out differences or flaws or imperfections in the other person that's right. Yeah. And I'm a musician and I'm just thinking through that when you talk about harmony and disharmony and dissonance, you know, in music, it's it is the different notes. They're not singing the same note. They're singing different notes when you have harmony. So you can have three, five different things that are going on at once, but they're different but they're on the same page. They're in alignment with each other. And I think we talked a little bit about this in in our first episode uh, about getting on the same page there with as far as having the end in mind, you know, starting with the end in mind. So when you kind of have a vision for where you're going, you can get on the same page and we can do that as couples. And we can also bring our children into that as well Mm -hmm. to have harmony in our home where we know where we're going. And when we get off of that, when we get a little dissonant and the chord doesn't sound quite right, how can we align back to where our vision is and where we're going as a family? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's important because when you have a, 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 a clear sense of vision or, or destiny and, and you've really defined who you want to become as a family, you've established some of those uh, values, you know, and character qualities that you want to have as a part of just your family culture. We'll do a whole episode on, on that one day of just how to create a family culture. But all that to say, you know, when one is maybe stepping outside of that, that's rocking the boat, so to speak, that's yeah. creating this harmony, then we can kind of pull back together and say, remember, this is who we said we wanted to be. This yeah. is this is what we said was important to us. This is what we all agreed that this is what we were going to fight for. This is really something that was important to us as a family. And it kind of helps hold each other accountable. But I think what happens a lot of times we have a quick you know, um, response because we're reacting a lot of times to 
something that somebody did or something that somebody you know, uh, said, or maybe something that they didn't do, they were supposed to do or didn't say that they should have said or could have said. And so we're always reacting as opposed to being proactive a lot of times. But when we're reacting, then we're going to be quick to want to point our finger, to cast blame, you know, to point out the failure, the flaws. Mm -hmm. And that's what can create a combustion of conflict as opposed to recognizing differences or recognizing, uh, you know, what could have been done differently and talking it through and working it through so that we can do what that passage of scripture said a few moments ago, right. coming back together, one heart, one mind, one person, one purpose, and having that same attitude of humility right. and understanding each other in the process. So, yeah. Yeah. I love one of the, the versions of that scripture says that um, that we should not let pride be our guide. I think it's the message version of that says that and that um, walking in humility actually brings harmony. And when I, I was joking a little bit that I'm the oldest in the family, but I did hear a mentor once say that, and I always feel like, Initially, I feel like I'm right, you know, but I heard a mentor say that we've got to get over our addiction to always being right, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that we have to do that in our family relationships. I think that's exactly what you're talking about, that just the humility that I don't have to always win the fight. I don't always have to be right. But when we're on the, getting on the same page together, we walk in humility and don't take the ride of pride. That is so in our culture, that is the thing to, to be, I am right. And it doesn't matter what you think, I'm right. You know, yeah. that's that's kind of the culture that we live in. Uh, I think that we need to have things that we have values and that we believe and we stand on. And for us, that's the word of God, you know, is, is the foundation we stand on. But to have pride that we are always right and, and the, only the ones in our little circle are always right can really cause us to stumble. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. if you think about it, having that stance that we don't have to always be right can take some pressure off, yeah. right? Because sure. then we're That's allowing true. ourselves to be human and make mistakes. I am the queen of mistakes. My husband knows <laughs> that, right? And to be able to yeah. just be good with saying, mm, I missed it there. Yeah. It's like an incredibly freeing mm. thing, you know, That's to true. be able to say, oh, I totally screwed that up, but I'm okay. I'm yeah. okay. And yeah. we're going to be okay. Yeah. And we can move on. Yeah. 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 Pride is the greatest, I think, uh, challenge that we all, obviously we're, we're born, you know, uh, as the Bible says, you know, with a sin nature. And so the focus is always naturally going to be on self, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, Pride is the thing that that I think we all struggle with the most. In fact, you know, when you think about the word pride, you know, what's the letter in the middle of that word? It's the word I. So we all have an I problem and we all find ourselves a lot of times because either we're bent on doing it our way or, you know, we're stubborn with, you know, what we want out of, you know, a situation or out of a relationship or maybe we're having unrealistic expectations that we have put on someone else. And the moment that person doesn't live up to those expectations, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden we feel disappointed or we feel, you know, unhappy because, 
you know, now all of a sudden this person is the reason for my unhappiness. Mm. And, you know, Mm. as a pastor, you know, one of the things that I have learned through the years of just working with a lot of couples and I've, you know, I'm not a counselor. So, you know, at the same time, I've tried to help walk through some things, you know, with couples who came to me with the statement we just don't know that we're in love with each other anymore. Mm-hmm. And every time I've heard that statement and I really drilled down a little deeper, is that really the issue? Really what they're saying is, is that, and here's another way they'll phrase it, is that we're just no longer compatible. Well, is that really even the issue? Mm-mm. It's not really the issue. <laughs> the real issue, once again, just drill a little deeper here, is an issue of self-centeredness and yeah, pride. It is. So the moment we can get over ourselves and get over the self-centeredness mm-hmm. of it's my way or the highway, or this is what you need to be, this is what you should do, this is how you should do it, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, the problem is everything is conditional. And that's a dangerous place to be in a relationship because now all of a sudden the pressure is on, as you just stated, now we have to live up to all these unrealistic, unmet needs and expectations that it's impossible. So there has to be grace. There has to be a sense of humility. There has to be that uh, vulnerability where we can say, you know what, hey, I, I blew it. I shouldn't have said what I said. I shouldn't have done what I've done. Um, I'm sorry I made you feel this way. And we've had those situations even in our own marriage over 30 plus years where we've had to, you've had to rein me back back in, you know, you've had to write me some notes because we couldn't talk it out without getting in an argument. And then you would have to write me a note, which is always that. (laughs) <laughs> Another way of slapping in the face, getting my attention type of a moment where you had to articulate it in writing. And then once I saw it and I read it and I began to realize, yes, I was an idiot for doing that. Well, initially, <laughs> 30 years ago, you know, especially when we first got married, I think those first couple of years of marriage, even like into seven years of marriage, you know, you're just figuring it out, and especially if it's your first marriage, um, you know, figuring out going from me to we is moving from the I to us, yeah. you know, uh, because we are born self-centered, yes. you know, and so it, it has been all about me. And then all of a sudden now it's about us, but putting the two of us together, I'm sure people can tell that you might be a, a little bit more of a talker than me and that's okay. That's okay. That's the way God made <laughs> us. But so the reason for the notes, just to give a little backstory, and this may speak to somebody else too, because it really did help me because I couldn't, I couldn't hang with you initially, you know, in, in our arguments, I think it's okay to fight as long as we fight fair. Yes. You know, we got to work lawyer. through some things. Yeah. You could have definitely been a trial lawyer along with our son. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> so for me, I had to, because I couldn't hang with you verbally, it, it, that was okay. I was more quiet, uh, a, a more quiet person. I had to, I had a lot of thoughts deep thoughts that I had to write down 
to get across to him what I needed to say because I couldn't say it initially, just speak it out. I had to think it through and write it down. And so that is why I wrote those notes. And that actually worked out to be a great way for us to fight fair or to work through an argument and try to get on the same page in our marriage and have that harmony. Um, And it wasn't pretty at first. I mean, we Mm -hmm. stumbled a lot trying to figure that out, especially when we first got married. I think now we've learned some of the skills to um, how to work through disappointments or disagreements. Um, But initially, yes, we we had to do it that way. I haven't had to write too many letters recently. Wow, you're saying there's been (laughs) some growth. And I've learned how to speak a little bit better, you know, into things. But I think that's so cool, Michelle, that you found a way to communicate your feelings or your uh, what was bubbling up inside of you. And right. sometimes folks will just quit or they'll exit rather yes. than take time to figure out a way. Yes. That was a way to communicate. It doesn't mean right. it always has to be a, a face-to-face conversation. And sometimes people need time yes. to think, yeah. right? Yes. Some people may not. I believe you, Rodney, probably process things pretty quick and you can verbalize what you're thinking pretty I'm quick. I'm an external processor, yeah. she says. Yes. <laughs> and so like you're internal, internal right? Processor. So the yes. different personalities come into play. Right. And so I think our listeners need to need to be a, a understanding of the fact that there are different ways to communicate and it's okay that you don't do it the same as your partner. Right. Right? No doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the most likely you're going to be different, yeah. you know, yeah. most likely. And yeah. that's what makes beautiful harmony. It is. And we can get on the, the same page. So um, that's true. You know, real quick here, there's a few things that uh, I think is important for us just to keep in perspective, because maybe, you know, for those that are listening today who are married, maybe you're thinking about marriage, maybe you've been married for a long time and you've had a lot of you know, highs and lows and rocky moments in your relationship. And sometimes we don't quite realize how, what we bring into a marriage, you know, obviously we bring in different personalities. So just that in and of itself can create Mm -hmm. friction and challenges. If we don't take the time to really learn each other's differences, as far as temperaments and personalities, but a lot of it is too how we grew up. So, Mm -hmm. you know, how did our parents, you know, handle conflict? You know, was there a lot of yelling and fighting and, you know, was there a lot of, you know, external uh, ways that they did with dealt with it? Or was it more isolation? We would, you know, kind of fight or flight type situation where they would they would flee. They would go. They would just disappear for several days, you know. Yeah, or both. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, again, a lot of times it's what did we see? What did we hear? What did we experience in our homes growing up? And we're just tip, you know, it's it's common for us to mimic what just I mean, it's just by our nature. We'll mimic what we witnessed, what we heard, what we saw. So it's yeah. like, well, if that's how they dealt with it, that's all I know. And so they just suddenly again, it's more reactive in the way that they deal with We've those been situations. Imprinted, you know, yeah. by our parents or whomever, mm-hmm. whatever home we were raised in. And some uh, people just really lack um, that foundation of, you know, a solid Mm -hmm. um, mother and father figure to look to, to how to figure out um, how to be in relationship with each other. Right. And then, you know, you look at culture today, you look at everything on TV, 
you know, that is so anti, you know, traditional family, so to speak, in terms of God's original plan and design. And now all of a sudden, you know, you see a lack of faithfulness. You see, oh, well, we, you know, we just, things just didn't work out. And, you know, on TV, everybody just goes their separate way. It's all of a sudden, you know, the next episode, they've got a new lover. So all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're inundated, immersed in this culture where everybody, if you're unhappy, well, go find somebody else that makes you happy. You know, if you got problems, well, you know, who, who's got time for problems? Go find somebody else we don't have problems mm-hmm. with. And we just we're constantly, I think, in many ways, reacting to so many things from the past, what we see, what we hear, you know, in terms of just how culture, you know, deals with things. And then also sometimes the worst advice of all comes from the friends you know, that we bend our ear to, we go to advice for somebody, you know, who's not necessarily giving us the wisest advice or giving us their opinions, mm-hmm. but maybe it's not wisdom mm-hmm. that they're actually sharing with us. So sometimes, and our friends may be, you know, they may have good intentions, but maybe they're speaking words based on their own personal experiences rather than maybe what's helpful and truthful from words of wisdom, especially from God's word. Right. And so when you think about those things, they all play into, I think, what causes a lot of friction and conflict and turmoil mm-hmm. and how we respond to those challenges in the relationship. So right. maybe just a few quick, you know, tips, you know, mm-hmm. before we wrap things up today that we could maybe address. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some some ways to do that. You, you've got a plan, right? Or some pointers. Well, not that it's a perfect plan, but it's certainly something to think about. But uh, one thing that I would encourage, you know, any couple to do who is uh, maybe going through some of those things or maybe even as a family, you know, just struggling, getting on the same page. It might just be thinking about it. I like to say it this way. Think who before do. And what I mean by that is going back to that question of who do we want to become Mm -hmm. and what we're experiencing right now. Does it reflect that? If not, what changes do we need to make? What adjustments do we, we're not change? We can't change other people. They can only change themselves. But what we can do is we can all come together and say, is this really who we want to be? Mm-hmm. And if not, what changes, what adjustments, what, what, you know, what pivots, what compromises do we need to make to get on the same page so that we can all at least agree that this is who we want to be. And let's start working towards becoming that, not what we are currently ex- experiencing. Yeah, that and, takes a lot of prayer too. just, you know, giving that to the Lord. Because the only thing that we can truly control in life is our own, mm-hmm. uh, our own self, our own spirit, yeah. the, the way with which we come uh, into relationship. And prayerfully, we can both get on the same page for that, you know, husband and wife, that that we're desiring the same thing. Yeah. You, you know, I think the key really to a healthy, lasting, and satisfying marriage, if you think about it, is I've done a lot of counseling over the years, decades, right? And, and what I've found, and even thinking about my husband and the relationship we have, the key to a successful marriage, I think, is two people being on their own personal growth journey. That's mm. good. Yeah. Realizing right. that we all have some issues. We're all dysfunctional to some degree. Absolutely. And if we will take responsibility for ourselves mm-hmm. and 
grow yes. as a person. Yeah. So, because I want to grow as a person so I can be the best spouse for Ted Travolute. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not going to try to fix him. That's his responsibility. But I want to be on a personal growth journey so that my marriage can be yes. successful. That is so good. And it's it's so spot true. on too. And it, it, it's when you're saying that, I I know some are watching, some are listening, but for those of you who are watching, imagine a triangle. And so you have God at the very top of the triangle and then you have the husband and the wife at the bottom of the triangle. And so as both individuals on an individual level, as you just emphasized, both are pursuing a personal growth plan. And especially on a spiritual level, as you both are individually pursuing God and you're going hard after God, you're chasing after God in your own individual life, well, as you start moving closer and closer mm -hmm. towards God at the top of that triangle, mm -hmm. well, naturally, guess what happens? You suddenly become closer and closer to each other. But what happens a lot of times is you may have one spouse who's taking that commitment, you know, and prioritizing that commitment. Yeah on a more serious level. And so they're progressing towards God, but you got another one over here who doesn't take it as serious, or maybe they've gotten distracted, distracted, or maybe they just don't want to go there. And so as a result, this one, the tendency is, is to try to reach down and pull this one up and we'll use guilt or manipulation or whatever. We'll condemn this person of what they could be or should be. But the mm -hmm. goal is to be working individually together towards God. And the result is unity. The, the result is oneness. The result is the peace and the harmony that yeah. comes from the oneness of being one heart, one mind, one spirit, which is what I think God ultimately intended. That's why I love that verse we started this episode with. The end of that scripture, as we wrap this up, it says um, that we should have the same attitude of Christ Jesus. And I mm -hmm. think that is the yeah. goal. You know, I, we wear these bracelets, WWJD, what would Jesus do? And I think that's what we have to ask ourselves, um, to be like him, to have that point of the triangle where we're all where we're both reaching towards that or as a family we're reaching towards that we're going to get closer yeah as we do that so thank you again linda for hosting us. my pleasure my pleasure and as we wrap this up you know you might have been wondering well what kind of personal growth materials can i gravitate to to help me on this journey and i know of a book that folks can get, right? Can I That's tell them right. about Please this fantastic do. book? Absolutely. So, so uh, Rodney and Michelle have written a book called The Family Shift, and you can get a free copy if you subscribe to Rodney and Michelle's monthly. It's a monthly mentoring program, and it's called The Double Win Club. The Double Win Club. And the first 30 days are free, so they're actually getting two free gifts from you all. The book and... 30 days of free mentoring. And you can get information about that at thedoublewinclub.com. That's thedoublewinclub.com. And you can learn more about Rodney and Michelle's family mentoring program. It's the ultimate double win, right? That's love right. it. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.